the fact that you're having the success you're having and also agree with this, because maybe it's one thing for me to say this as someone who's not doing it full time, but I think it's a little different when someone comes on and says, yeah, you know, if you want to work with me, you're going to. And it's not like there's any shortage of people who need this work. So what am no. I, why would I force people into this that don't want to do it? I think it's unethical and it's a bad idea for everyone. No, absolutely. And then, you, yeah, you're going to get that client that's going to be unhappy with no matter what you do or how much you provide to them. So I think it's about, you know, as professionals in this health space, we have to be able to protect our own energy. And I think we give so much of ourselves to our clients and we provide so much support. But if we're signing on the wrong people, that starts to drain us even more and more. And we can even look at it and say, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Like I feel drained because I'm working with the wrong people. I'm attracting the wrong people into my business. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And we are talking to an FDN who has recently been accepted to the Forbes Business Council. Her name is Victoria Franca. Now, ironically, we actually don't talk about that today at all, but I had to shout her out for it and put it in the title. <laughs> That's a pretty impressive accolade, and she had actually come in our professionals group and said, straight up in the group that one of the reasons she was able to achieve that was because of the things that she learned at FDN. So we thought that was amazing. And we thank her for the shout out. But at the same time, when you hear how this woman thinks about business and how she goes about approaching these things, you'll know that she also just kind of has that special thing that you really can't teach. Because some of the stuff that she talks about, you absolutely can teach. But what I mean is the drive and the willingness to go and do it. There's nothing complicated, in a sense, about what she's going to say today. Anyone can go do it, and yet most people will not do it. And I do not mean that in a discouraging way. I'm just saying what it is. It's the reality of how this stuff seems to go. I hope that you take her advice and you do the things that she mentions. I think that'd be very wise. And plus, if you are graduated in... Um, if you're graduated from FDN and in the professionals group, she might, I can't say this fully yet, but she might be doing something for our professionals group sooner rather than later. So that could be something to look forward to, uh, forward to as well. She'll be doing a special training there. Um, again, I actually don't know if this is happening and I really do mean that, but I, I got all the right people connected. I thought she deserved it. So <laughs> I let someone know that I, I thought she should be doing it. And it seems to be going well. We will see how that goes. But we're also going to talk about her story today and explain how she even got into the field of functional diagnostic nutrition, if you'll call it a field in and of itself, <laughs> because she was doing something else before this. So we'll talk about the health story, business stuff, tips and tricks, and how she ended up going full time with this in less than a year of starting out. It's actually a lot less than a year. So you will hear that in the episode. 
But Victoria Franca is a certified FDN practitioner, like I said, and founder of Omni Wellness. She helps career-driven individuals that are feeling the burden of stress focus on their well-being by addressing the root cause of their symptoms through balancing their minerals, hormones, and gut health. Victoria also has an array of experience working with luxury resorts and spas. Her portfolio of, uh, portfolio of corporate clients have included the Ritz-Carlton Group, Aqualina Resort and Spa, Soho Spa Club, and Baja Mar. Now, I don't even know how to pronounce the last two fully and kind of, if in a sense, I don't even know how to pronounce the last three. So I have some work to be doing if I can't even pronounce the luxury resorts and spas, and yet she has worked with these people directly. <laughs> I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. The audio was a little choppy, but the information is solid. So stick with us here and you will learn a thing or two. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Oh, hey, I lied. I have one more thing before we start today. I just wanted to thank everyone who has recently been uh, leaving five-star reviews for us on Spotify and Apple. Apple Podcasts. I know I ask you guys a lot to do that. We're sharing a ton of free information on here, and this information gets out to more people when we have higher ratings. And so I know it takes a few seconds. It's something that a lot of podcasts and YouTubers ask for, and it's really easy to overlook that. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to the people who have done this lately. We do see you, we do notice it, and we greatly appreciate it. Okay, now without further ado, let's get to today's episode. All right. Hello, Victoria. Welcome to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we are glad to have you. I know you're having some pretty big success in the FDN world and just in the world in general. So this is always, I think, very inspiring for people to hear what some of our FDNs are doing out there. Um, because it's a lot of people. It's different backgrounds. It's different personalities. It's dramatically different ages. And so at a certain point, if you listen to enough of these podcasts, I think it is very good for shattering one's limiting beliefs about like, oh, well, they were successful because of this or, or that or whatever. But when I have 60-year-olds that come on and have full-time practices doing $10,000 a month, three months after graduating, and then 20-somethings that are doing the same thing, eventually it becomes kind of hard to keep making excuses in our brain. And I don't mean that in a rude way to anyone out there that has those limiting beliefs because I've had them. Um, yeah. I want my limiting beliefs shattered, right? Like give me the stuff that's going to help me do that. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the things that you're doing today. But I am curious because you and I don't really know each other at all. I'm curious about your health story too, because I'm going to guess like most of us, we didn't get into this work by accident. Um, so how that, did you deal with the health journey, I'm guessing? Oh, I did. Oh, what a journey. So for cool. me, um, so I was on birth control for about 10 years and I decided to quit birth control cold turkey. I had no idea that I should prepare my body to get off of it. I had no idea of the chaos and the havoc that it did on my health. Um, so when I actually came off of it, I really struggled because my period, I couldn't have, didn't get my period for over a year. I had severe acne. I was gaining weight. I had severe just anxiety and depre depression symptoms. And it was really, really difficult to kind of navigate that without any knowledge. And when I went back to my doctors to really just kind of ask for, okay, what do I do? The response was, well, you should get back on birth control. That's how you're going to feel like yourself again. And I didn't really understand that as a response because I, at that point, understood that my body wasn't producing hormones and, of course, wasn't um, balanced because I was on this you know, birth control for so long. So how could that be the only way that I would feel quote unquote like myself? So basically, um, I decided to just do my own research. I decided to kind of, you know, start diving into more of the holistic, um, health 
and I found acupuncture. So acupuncture was really my first step into the natural um, healing world and really focused on supporting my hormones that way. So once I started acupuncture, that was a game changer. In a couple of months, my period came back and I said, okay, like this works, right? Like this is what I need. I need to focus more on the holistic healing and really find answers for my health. So at the same time, I really noticed that for years, I just really burned my body. Like I was burnt out. I really, you know, had an intense workout schedule. I was malnourished and eating way too little um, and really didn't see my body as my temple. I just figured that I can just keep going, keep grinding and keep focusing on my career. And at the time I was in corporate and yeah, that was, you know, little sleep, little food, lots of workout and just really not honoring my body at all. not listening to, to what it needed. So I came across a coach um, and I started working with her. And at the same time as I was working with her, I didn't feel like she had the knowledge of doing any functional labs. And that's what I was looking for. So I wanted someone that would be able to, you know, have the coaching aspect, but also be able to have the data and be able to give me the stats. So that is when I found FDN. And instead of me finding, you know, a practitioner to work with, I said, wait, why don't I just dive in and do this myself so I can learn how to support my body and heal my health. Um, So really, it started off just focusing on me. I wasn't really thinking of this as doing as a business. Again, I was working full time. I was very happy in my career and I did not think that I would completely change um, directions into what I do now. Cool. I think that's a common enough story here. You know, we get these health challenges out of nowhere. We are motivated, self-motivated to go figure it out. And then once we do the work, it's kind of. It's not impossible, but it's kind of hard not to want to do this in some way. And some people will just end up talking about it with everyone that they know, and that's perfectly fine. Others feel like I really can't go do anything else um, except this. I I want this to be a part of my actual work. And man, the first whole two minutes of this is just gold. And I mean that seriously because your story is so textbook in a sense from what I'm hearing for so many younger women out there, Um, you know, being on the younger side myself, a lot of people from like high school or that I met in my early twenties, you know, are, are calling me and asking me for help with stuff. And universally, I'm hearing these issues around the birth control and especially coming off of it. And I, I smirked, actually, for those watching the video, not the, uh, not just listening to the audio, when you had said the recommendation from the doctor was to get on another birth control pill because I, I, could, I would have put down money on this table that that's what the response was going to be. And it's just like you said, I'm impressed that you had this ability to think outside the box. Be like, well, wait a second, that doesn't make sense because we would think it's simple. Um, I think it's a huge insult to our intelligence when they do this things like this to us. But people are we're put in a position, because I've been in it myself, where these doctors are extreme authority. We look at them as extremely educated, which they are. We look at them as highly intelligent, which which statistically speaking, they are. If you look at the average IQ of doctors, it is well above average. They're making more money than most people. And I think these biases, whether or not we realize that they're there, are very um, effective at influencing our decisions. And we're just like, okay, like the doctor said it, so I'll just do it. Like, who am I to argue them otherwise? And I think it takes a certain type of personality and individual to be able to challenge that and think outside the box. 
and God forbid, I always got to say this in case it's someone's first time listening. This is not a condemnation of doctors. We know that the doctors are not sitting on the fountain of youth. Most of them look very unhealthy or on the medications too. It is the system that I'm condemning, but this system is so predictable that I already knew what was going to be the recommendation for yeah. Victoria here. It's kind of ridiculous. Did you have, um, looking back, like any symptoms at all health-wise prior to getting off the birth control, or was that really your first challenges with health? So to be quite honest, I feel like I was just on autopilot with my body. I was so careless with my health in a way that I just didn't take time to really listen and even you know acknowledge any symptoms. So I think it was when I got off of birth control, that's when I was like, whoa, I'm really feeling it. Like this is a lot coming to me at once. And it's hard because I think back and I'm like, did I feel this way before? And I don't I don't think I did, but I could have, but I just honestly might have just brushed it under the rug and said, I'm too busy to deal with it. And, you know, it's a yellow flag. It's not a red flag that my body is waving at me. So just keep going and keep hustling. Um, so I think it was more so when I got off the birth control, that is when everything was just really in my face and I had to take action and I just couldn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel good. Like I literally was like, I don't know who this person is. And I don't, I don't like it. Like I need to figure, I need to figure myself out. Okay. One thing I'd like to dive into a little uh, bit more. And you, and you said that you've listened to the podcast, so maybe you know this, maybe you don't. I'm, I'm obsessed with what happens in someone's mind that allows them to get into these alternative paths. And it's one, just cause I'm genuinely interested in it, but also two, if we can figure out that similarity and honestly, there doesn't seem to be a necessarily duplicatable one at this moment. Yeah. Um, because the answers I normally get are like, oh, it was just in my gut. It was, I, I trusted this feeling. And and that's wonderful. I can recommend that all I want, but we know it's easier said than done. But I'm curious how Victoria goes from this um, supposedly unrelated career. I'm not actually sure what you were doing before, but supposedly unrelated career, hops off birth control. Okay, holy crap, something's going on to ending up in an acupuncturist's office. Because I'm not saying acupuncture is the most far out thing. In fact, it's probably one of the first line uh, practitioners, in addition to chiropractors in the world of functional medicine, but that's not where everyone's going to go immediately. Mm -hmm. So um, let's dive into that a little bit. How did that connection get made? Is it just on a whim or did someone recommend it? I, I missed that. Yeah. So really what it was, I remember, so I was struggling, right? So I didn't get my period for a year. So around, I would say like around month eight mm -hmm. uh, or month nine of not getting my period, I said, okay, obviously something's wrong hormonally, right? And after going to my doctors, the response was birth control. I said, no. Um, and then at that point, I remember talking to my mom and my mom said, oh, I remember my friend, she wanted to get pregnant and she wasn't able to get pregnant. So she started going to an acupuncturist and within a couple of months, she got pregnant. So then I said, well, obviously, you know, to get pregnant, your hormones have to be balanced. So if she can get pregnant, then I'm sure I can balance my hormones also through acupuncture. So that really was, um, you know, a little bit of a, more of a shot in the dark. I remember I didn't even do much research of, you know, how acupuncture can actually help with balancing hormones. It was more of, I didn't know where to go from it. And I was like, you know what, this, this might work. So let me try it. So um, I did research, of course, um, thoroughly to find a good acupuncturist in my area. So um, of course, read tons of reviews, and then found one that was uh, that specialized in hormone balancing. So, you know, I went to her and it was, I think after a few sessions, um, I got my period back and then my hormones started balancing, um, you know, a little by little. 
Okay, thank you. There, there's that missing link that I was looking for. It's like, okay, that's a hell of a story, right? And um, I say on here all the time, the facts tell, but the stories really sell. And it sold you on this idea that this is going to work. And I'm also impressed with that connection because I, I don't think that's inherently obvious to everyone that, oh, well, because she got pregnant, this is probably the mechanism by which that happened. So that in theory would work for me. Um, I know you said it's a shot in the dark, but it's still a respectable thought process. And I got to say, if anyone is looking for acupuncture, because you've got listeners all over the place now, and you are even been remotely close to Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Bridge Acupuncture in Doylestown. Shameless plug, these people are fantastic. The owner of this place, Victoria, graduated originally magna cum laude from Yale and oh, then wow. went to yeah, and then went to acupuncture school. Um, she has a phenomenal business. Uh, it's Grace and then this guy, Paolo. I mean, they are just natural born healer. So um, I'll save them the research if they happen to be like I would drive an hour for these guys easily. Oh, so I if love you're that. Yeah, there's got to be someone listening in yeah, the definitely. Philadelphia area now. Um, but anyway, with that said, was there an explanation on how, even if it's just like maybe in theory, how acupuncture was able to do this? Because I have a surface level understanding of acupuncture. I absolutely respect it. I've been going to those guys for quite some time and I, I felt the effects from it. But you know, when you when you hear the explanation, it's kind of like, oh, well, the cheese getting moved around and stuff like that. And I mean, listen, I believe that, but it's it's sometimes hard to connect how that's doing this with the hormones. So is that your understanding of how this worked or was there something deeper? Yeah, to be quite honest, um, at, th- at that point, I didn't really, you know, ask many questions of, okay, what's happening? I just remember that she said, you know, it's it's blocked energy that's being moved. And um, and I was like, all right, whatever, whatever it is, just move it, like get it going. <laughs> <laughs> you move that chi. I just want to get my period back. Exactly. I was like, do whatever you have to do. Um, so I never really got too, you know, too much into the logistics and, and the, the actuality of what's happening. But I think at the same time, I started focusing more on my lifestyle. So um, I think that's what I really took also a look of like, okay, how is, you know, what do I do? Like, do I sleep early? What do I eat? What do I drink? I think that also brought some awareness because a big thing that she said was, you know, you have to be sleeping early. Um, talked about the adrenal gland. So started talking about different terminologies that I had never heard of. And at that point I was like, okay, I guess I should do, you know, some sitting back and analyzing of my lifestyle and seeing what do, what can I improve on? So I think the more that I did that, the more that also I started to get more curious and the more that I was like, wait, I think I want to, to go on and work with a coach. So that's when I moved on to trying to find a coach which I found through recommendation of a friend. And, um, and yeah, at that point it was, it was fine, but also again, it was that missing link of, okay, what are the functional tests? How can we go deeper? I want to see more data versus just like, Oh, I think you have this. I think you could have this. I think the supplement would be good. Um, I just wanted more certainty versus just a, a trial and error because I was doing trial and error for that whole year. So, so that's when I came across FTN and I was like, okay, this is it. Got it. Got it. All right. Cool. Um, that's so much funny about like, I, I don't really care how it's working. Just, just move whatever you got to move. Yeah. And fair enough. And fair enough. Right. Um, okay, cool. So just to get the time frame back here before we start talking FDN, r- roughly speaking, what was the time frame before, or uh, from the time that you went into that acupuncturist office, uh, before you started FDN? Is this a year or two years? What were, uh, what are we looking at? Oh, I would say this was about, 
a year and a half. Okay, cool. I mean, this is this is good. I, I feel like some of these stories, especially recently, are becoming shorter and shorter. And I like this. It is insane to me when I hear. Um, I, I well, I, I should specify that. More and more, I'm hearing stories of people on the younger side, such as us, relatively speaking, right, finding these answers quicker and quicker, as opposed to some of the 40, 50, 60 year olds I'm interviewing. I mean, it's 10, 15, 20 years sometimes. So I think it shows how the times are are moving. And that's wonderful. We don't want people to have to wait 15 years to find something like FDN. but it's both good and bad because it's bad that they had to wait that long. But the remarkable part on the good side is that it still worked after 15 years of yeah, being sick. That's, that's what's kind of, yeah. So you go through FDN and um, what were you learning about? Because I know things were already getting a little better, but there's always something to learn in FDN. What were you learning about your own body at that time as you were running the labs? Like, were you finding some major he- uh, healing opportunities or was it more maintenance stuff? I- I'd love to know about that. Oh, no, there was so much healing opportunity. I think also to one point, I... I dove into FDN so deep. So I saw the modules and I just went in. I made a a schedule for myself and I gave myself three months. I want to go through it all. And I want to focus on just like spending as much time of my day, you know, working on it and learning because I was so excited about finally having so much answer it like at my fingertips, really. Um, So, yeah. So I think the GI map was huge for me. I think that was like a big wake up call because I, you know, had never done anything like that. The Dutch test also was incredible. Um, and then I had started to hear also about the HTMA. So that was one that I wanted to do, um, as well to learn more about my nutrients. Um, so no, everything was, was really opening. I definitely got a little bit overwhelmed, I think with, you know, putting the protocols, um, in action myself because it was also during the time I'm learning everything and then I'm taking it in. And I was like, wow, this is like, I have to do a lot of changes (laughs) because clearly I haven't been doing life the right way the past couple of years. So, so that was a big wake up call, but it was also really exciting because I, you know, I truly believed in the answers and I truly believed that, you know, healing was possible and healing is possible once you know what's actually going on. Cool. Um, I'll, we'll talk more about the labs in a second. One question I want to ask first, and and please, there's you could always be honest with this. I, I actually encourage people to do so. Um, constructive criticism, if you have any, is always welcome. But I'm curious. So, how did your expectations of the course prior to going through it um, match up to the reality of the course? Did you find that you got what you needed? Was it more than you expected? Are there certain things that could have been better? I, anything is fine. I, I just I'd love to hear that from you. Oh, no, I love I loved everything. I think um, the protocol, not the protocols, the um, what's it called at the end, the assessments, no, the The practicals, the practicals. Thank you. The practicals were incredible. I think that was my favorite, favorite, favorite part. Um, Just having that, you know, one on one time to go over and even get that feedback. I think that was huge. Um, I do think that I think for myself, the modules itself, I went through it relatively quickly, um, I, I was able to like, you know, capture the, the education information and really take it in, but then putting it into action, I was like, this is the fun part. Like, this is when I actually learn. So I think I would do, I don't know how it is right now specifically, but back then the practicals were just at the end. So I don't know if now there's any practicals in the middle of the course or not, but I think that would be great. Also like a touch point base, um, just because some people like myself are learners that are more hands-on. So the more we can practice, the more we actually understand the information. So I think that would be like my only feedback. 
Um, what else? I think now knowing the HTMA test, I would have loved to have done that as part of one of the tests. It is absolutely a game. It was a game changer in my health personally. So it's one of the tests that I run with all my clients. So I definitely would have loved to like do that earlier on. Okay. That, uh, man, that's going to be an interesting topic because we had an episode well, compared to when this is going to come out, it might not seem so recent to people, but we I did a re- episode recently with Barbara Matamenos, and we actually analyzed the HTMA in and of itself. And that was the episode. And it was kind of a risk because I'm thinking, all right, we know how trainees get. Like if I start showing them all the tests that we have access to, yeah. like, well, wait, I want to do all of them. And it's like, there, there's a very specific time and place to use these. And FDN has no problem with someone like yourself, for example. It sounds like you've probably been one of many people who have adopted this as something that's like a standalone or even a primary test um, in your FDN practice. And fair enough. Again, many people end up doing that. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. The one disclaimer that I need to put on then every time before we talk about these things is I, and I'll debate for a read here. It's not, I'm not getting into a debate with you. I'm debating myself more. The reason that as of now, it is still not a foundational thing in the course is because it is Reed's understanding that if you focus on the things that are taught foundationally, in theory, the minerals should balance out themselves. And I have actually found that to be quite true. But the reason, and I won't speak for you, but I'll say the reason that many people do include this as a um, foundational lab now is because it is cheap. It is very simple. Um, the supplements are great because we have an FDN that, well, I mean, you could use a variety of supplements, but there's an FDN that had invented something called Vicon Customs. Oh, I and so love you could that. actually, yeah, I, I have it right now and it's working great to be dead honest. It's, yeah. a, it's a fantastic company. Um, and so you, you can get these people very quick results in terms of how they feel. And there's something to be said about that. So do we need it? Maybe not. I'm not sure. I don't think any mass study has been done to prove one way or the other, but I, but I can understand both sides. So with that disclaimed, um, I'm curious, like what was what ended up being the appeal for you? And because I kind of wanted to break down the test that you mentioned, like why did you end up using the HTMA and um, what success have you seen with that with clients? Yeah, so it was interesting. So I did, of course, you know, the protocol that uh, that I went through um, in the practical. So I did my GI map, I did that protocol with the supplements, I did my Dutch also, um, and I followed it to a T, and I felt better. But it was only until I did the HTMA that I really focused on the specific nutrient imbalances that I felt a significant change. <laughs> so I think for me personally, it was it was one of those tests and results where I implemented and within a month. I was like, wow, like I feel very different than a month ago. And, you know, the only changes really wasn't lifestyle. It wasn't anything, you know, regarding dress because I had already implemented all of that. But it was more of, you know, the specific supplements um, that I was focusing on just to rebalance those specific nutrients. So for me, it definitely was. um Something that had to be that was great for my body personally to link it with the other um, with the other tests, the other results, the other protocols. But yeah, and I think the Vicon supplements, like you mentioned, that made it really easy. Um, so I think you know after when I first did it, that didn't exist yet. They were still you know building that out. But um, for my clients now, it just makes it a lot easier for them to stay compliant. 
Yeah. And you know, you might spend a little extra money, but I mean, for, for me, I just, I didn't even care. It just made so much sense to use a supplement that I can take this powder and put it in a smoothie or, you know, mix mm-hmm. it in water very quickly. I just, on the road this morning, I was able to like between all my work and stuff, um, I could feel the difference cause I was presenting today and I, I could feel the difference when I took it. Um, yeah. and I actually only ever even used this test because I knew I was like working myself to the bone. And so I'm like, all right, this year I'm going to be a little smarter. I, I have this prepared and stuff and it, no, I mean, it really does work. It's a targeted supplement, very specific to to your body and kind of how it reacts to stress or, or just where you're currently at in one's health journey. Um, so are you using this with pretty much all clients or maybe all clients period now? So, yeah. So I use it. Um, I do offer both. So I either offer supplements through full script if clients want to just buy, buy, you know, monthly and just individual, or I do offer the Viking supplements. So I like to just offer the option because some people don't want to pay upfront, um, you know, for the Viking supplements. It is a little bit more expensive, although it includes a lot more. Uh, some people are out of, you know, are in a budget. So I want to be respectful and give them options. Yeah. And that's what, that's what's really cool. You know, because sometimes it's like, all right, well, Hey, I got to swallow a bunch of capsules, but if I can save this money, it's a no brainer. Um, yeah. And it's all seasons, right? There was definitely a time I would, I would take that option. Now it's just like, I got so many supplements here that it's ridiculous. I'm just like, yeah. if I could take the damn powder, th- that's that's my thing. And it's really cool having this big supplement container with my name on it. That's really what I sold know. me Vicon Customs. <laughs> um, what flavor do you use? Uh, they gave me the, or it was Ryan Monahan who hooked me up. So he gave me okay. like a punch or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Well, and again, I put it in a smoothie. I I know some people have issues with the taste and maybe that's just specific nutrients that were customized to them. I have, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I have been in a pinch and I have definitely taken that scooper, thrown it on the tongue and just kind of chugged it back. Listen, I've done it with worse supplements. Um, (laughs) It it went down easy enough and I got my, my electrolytes in. I don't think that mine is that bad because I've done it with like very minimal flavoring and it doesn't seem to give the taste that many people swear these uh, supplements give. No, so so that was one of the things in the beginning, um, in the beginning, the taste was very, very strong. So then they came out with capsules. So then you could basically order the same thing, but they'll put it into the capsule. So that was my go-to. I would just do the capsules versus the powder. But now I saw that Lisa actually shared, I think yesterday or something, that there's uh, four different flavors now. There's even like a chocolate flavor. So I'm excited to try that one and see how that smoothie version is. Yeah, well, this is the last thing I'll say about the flavor, but I'll put it this way for the listeners. Minerals and vitamins as standalones can taste so bad that Vicon, what they're doing is they give you your customized supplement, but you don't get the flavor added in. They literally have this like hyper concentrated flavoring thing that is it's that bad by itself. So you need to um, sprinkle that in. But um, in terms of the clients that you're helping, uh, who I know we read it in the bio, but it's always great to hear it from the person's like yourself, who, who do you serve? Who's your type of client that you ended up starting to work with? And did you start working with them like immediately after graduating? Did you just get right to the races? Yeah. So it's been interesting because now it's going to be, I'm on year two. Um, and honestly, the clientele has shifted. And I think that's the beauty of it is being able to adapt with, you know, the clients that are coming to you. I am not someone that has been, um, you know, that has niched down very, very tight Um, I've been pretty broad with helping women balance hormones, minerals, and gut health. And that's what worked for me personally. I didn't want to, you know, exclude ages. Um, so I was open. I did say that, you know, it was women. So I kept that, um, that in regards to who I help. But in the beginning, I started off with friends. 
So friends were coming to me. Um, so I was doing that. I was doing family members. And then it became referral. So those friends were referring out. And I can say that my business right now till today has been 100% referral based, which is incredible. Wow. So yeah, my clients come to me through Instagram mostly um, or through my website. I do a couple different calls, um, of course, just you know, for clients that are interested in working with me, but most of them are already decided and they'll just say, how do I sign up and how do I get started? So a lot of it, I don't do calls anymore. It's just more, you know, the word of mouth has been so good that they know and they reach out when they're ready and they're ready to sign up. This is really interesting that you mentioned that part about they kind of already know. So I, I feel bad. I don't want to speak ignorantly here, but I, I do hear from some people sometimes like, oh, I'm having issues with price or this, that, or the next thing. I, I, I don't think I've ever had in five years one person actually argue me on price. They might say I need to save for it and then they yes. do that and then they come back. I mean- and I don't know what I'm doing that is so special. I also don't do it full time. That's my disclaimer. So maybe I have a uh, a narrow lens because I'm really only working with people that get sent to me because it's not my full time income. So fair enough. If I'm just trying to advertise myself out there and get it that way, then maybe that's why. But it sounds like you have a practice where at, at one point, at least it wasn't always this way or that you're doing it full time and yet you're not having those issues either. So I think I don't know what the difference is, but I think you're, what you're saying is much more common than it, it appears because obviously people like you aren't in the groups complaining about a price thing or whatever, right? You only hear about the people that are struggling with that, that are going to say it. No, I think most FDNs don't really have a huge issue with this. People are like ready to go or at the very least, like I said, they see the value in it and might just need to save or adjust finances accordingly to make that investment in their health. Exactly. I think that's the big thing. It's, um, you know, I will get clients that will say, you know, this is a little outside of my, my price point right now, but I am going to be saving for it and I can get back to you in a month or two. And wonderful. My thing is this, I, I think we, I think maybe in business, I think in the business world online, a lot of people will chase clients and that has never been my practice. I am a firm believer that if you want to work with me, you will work with me. And it's not going to be me who's going to follow up or chase with chase you and ask if you're ready to commit. That is not the game I play because it's your health. If your health is actually in a dire need, you know you need help. And you know you'll do what it takes to actually get help, right, and sign up. So I think that was something from the beginning with me is that I would rather have a client or a prospective client walk away and me not go after them and chase them versus... Um, or, you know, and prefer to have a client that will say, Hey, I can't right now, but I will come back next month. And that's it. I'm going to leave the ball in their court because I don't want to be someone that gives off energy of desperation because you need me more than I need you. That's the truth. Like I'm here to help you and serve you, but you have to be decided and you have to commit. Otherwise, when it comes to the protocol time, you're not going to implement it because you didn't actually take it seriously from the beginning. I love, because I had no idea that we were going to even get to this kind of specific topic today, but I love that you brought this up because I, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone else say it that way yet. And I was a salesperson. I did car sales. I did door to door. All you hear about is follow up. You're knocking on the same yeah. damn door. You're calling the person incessantly in car sales. And maybe there's a time and place for it. But what happens is a lot of these sales trainers and all this stuff, they act like every type of sale is the same. 
I am not a sales professional in that sense. I'm not a sales trainer, but I would argue that because my thing is, like you just said, why would I want to be chasing someone when it's something like this? So let's say I do follow up because what is it like the average sales actually made on like the seventh follow up and like, right, yeah. okay, great. Let's say I follow up seven times and now I sold you on this mega package, $5,000, nine months of coaching. Okay, great. And you didn't actually want to do it, but I convinced you of it. Now I have a troublesome client to work with. They're not getting the results because they weren't ready for it. I need the money because I've spent the time, but I feel really guilty for taking their money. They're not happy. That I don't think that's the right way to do it. A friendly email or something might be okay, but I wouldn't use the normal sales processes that are typically touted in the sales world on something like FDN. I think it's a bad idea. And I think there are plenty of, this is my opinion. I'm not saying that everyone at FDN agrees with this. It's my opinion. And the fact that you're having the success you're having and also agree with this, because maybe it's one thing for me to say this as someone who's not doing it full time, but I think it's a little different when someone comes on and says, yeah, you know, if you want to work with me, you're going to. And it's not like there's any shortage of people who need this work. So what am I, why would I force people into this that don't want to do it? I think it's unethical and it's a bad idea for everyone. No, absolutely. And then, yeah, you're going to get that client that's going to be unhappy with no matter what you do or how much you provide to them. So I think it's about, you know, as professionals in this health space, we have to be able to protect our own energy. And I think we give so much of ourselves to our clients and we provide so much support. But if we're signing on the wrong people, that starts to drain us even more and more. And we can even look at it and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Like I feel drained because I'm working with the wrong people. I'm attracting the wrong people into my business. So I think like if there's a recommendation, I would just say, you know, stand your ground, like know your value, know what you're serving, continue serving your clients for free through social media, you know, Instagram, YouTube, there's so many different ways to do it. But also know that the people that are going to, that are meant to work with you will work with you. Cool. And just to be clear here, because I know that the initial argument from someone or not argument, but the thought in their head would be, oh, well, maybe that's easy for you guys to say, but like, I I need clients to eat or whatever. So how did you make the transition? Um, Did you just have enough saved or did you have to work the other job first and then move into FDN? How did you make that transition into just having almost 100% referrals? No. So I worked, I still worked full time while I did FDN for honestly until last December. So I was still, I was running my business. It was already, it could have been a full-time business, but I was still working my other job just because I felt like, well, if I can do both, why not? Um, And it was, you know, working smoothly. So at the beginning, yeah, it was, I think, much easier to just say, oh, whatever comes in, comes in. I don't need this. You know, this is extra for me. Um, But to be quite honest, nothing changed once I left that full-time job other than, me getting more clients and working more hours. Uh, so I think it's, if you're providing good service and your and clients are happy with you and you're also, I think this is the big thing. You have to be open to asking for referrals. You have to say, can you connect me with two people that are in your circle that may need my services? And the reason I say, can you connect me with two people is because it's very simple and easy for someone to remember or think about two friends. If you say, can you connect me with someone they're going to go through like their whole database of friends in their mind, their family members, and then they're not going to make any connections. So I think that was key for me is being very honest, like, Hey, I am a referral based business. And if you're happy with my service, I would love to be able to support someone, you know, two people that, you know, and not being ashamed of like asking for that help because that's how I've been able to really grow my business to just be referrals. 
That is one part of sales training that I would imagine is nearly universal, although I'm not in every industry, so I don't know, but definitely here. It, it, it is, I get it because I've been very nervous about this stuff in my life, but it's amazing how such a simple question, you could talk to this client for six months and then someone's afraid to ask for a referral when they've done a good job. I mean, it's, I, that makes it's very hard for me to wrap my head around. And may I ask, are, I don't even need to know what it is, but are you giving something in exchange for those referrals if they're completed? Or is this just, hey, I'm going to ask and hopefully you do it? So in the beginning, no, I wasn't giving anything. Now I have a referral program, which is if you refer me to two clients and they sign up for, for whatever program that I have, then you get a free retest for the mineral analysis. So the HTMA <laughs> in four months. So, um, so I have clients that literally they get their retest every four months because they're hustling. Like they, they're talking about me, they're posting about me, they're, you know, sharing because they know that they want it for themselves and they, they want that free benefit. So it really depends on, you know, the, the person, but I have, I think most, most of my clients, once they get the protocol, they get everything, you know, they see everything from dress that they're, you know, applying to their lives they just start showing and, and posting on social media. And I think for me, social media has been very big. Um, I don't have a crazy following, but I have an engaged following. Um, so that has been very helpful. Um, and yeah, and just people that, you know, once they start feeling better, that's where, you know, the word of mouth goes through because there's, there's nothing better than a client, you know, seeing changes and feeling good after 45 days, 30 days and talking to people about it. It's, it's that simple. So I think that's what's really, um, you know, really important about, of course, providing a really good client experience and support because they will talk about it. I, I love what you said about a difference between an engaged audience versus just like a big following because and you know what? It wouldn't be true everywhere. If I was selling um, a $5 product, right? Not only would I need an engaged audience, I would need a very large one to make a living. Mm -hmm. Guys, the blessing of our work is it is high ticket and it takes a lot of time to work with this person and there's no shortage of clients. So I, I mean this quite literally, a hundred engaged Facebook friends is more than enough to create a business with this um, on social media, especially if you're willing to do the things that Victoria does and actually, hey, God forbid, ask for a referral when you're doing a good job and having a pleased customer, especially when you're off. That's a really cool offering. And I mean, I know, I won't mention it on the podcast, obviously, but I know the pricing behind that. And I'm thinking like, that is really not that bad for you, but it's extremely valuable for them. And that's, I mean, that's genius to kind of include that as the thing. And I, I want to talk about that too, because you you clearly have this business side and you've done some really cool things that I want to talk about. Um, I'm, I apologize if you did mention this because I, I would have forgotten and I admit that. What was your job before this? Yeah. So before I used to do spa consulting for the Ritz-Carlton Group, uh, Mandarin Oriental, just different hotel brands. Um, so I actually worked for a company that was um, out of London. So out of the UK, and then I was overseeing the resorts, the spa specifically here in the US and Caribbean. So nice. definitely business background was my thing. I was also, you know, still in the wellness space because you're in the spa industry. But of course, you know, when moving over to FDN, it's a whole different, a whole different ballgame uh, when it comes to how holistic and how um, more detailed it is versus just the spa world. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're about... We're pretty on, we're on the far end, right? Yeah, in terms of that kind so. of stuff. And, and that makes perfect sense. The business background is, is very obvious and it's just cool to see these, listen, you can have a business background, but if the system is crap, it only takes you so far. I, I think there's proof in the pudding here where people universally, if they have a business background, FDN's 
limitless potential for them, right? They just keep going up and up and up yeah. with this in, in uh, many ways. And I had seen um, just even on your Instagram and I believe in the bio as well. I mean, you've had some big time features. You've been in a lot of things. Like how have you, I, I don't know if this is really duplicatable for other people. Maybe it is, but how have you pulled some of these things off? And um, feel free, I mean, have your moment, brag about it. Like where, where have you been featured? Like what yeah, are some of these things so, that you've done? So I've been featured on NBC6 Miami. So um, that was a really great feature. It was, um, they're doing a holistic wellness um, segment for Miami. So they featured one of my programs. So that was amazing. That came to be because um, I got in contact with the anchor. I offered my services as a barter and I said, listen, I don't want anything in return, but I would like for you to experience it. If you like it, we can talk about maybe doing a segment, an interview or something like that. And she loved it. She she loved the test. She loved how she felt after. And she said, it's not going to be right now, but eventually I will have something that's in the wellness space and I'll keep you in mind. So that's literally how it was. Month month later, she um, she contacted me. She said, like, "I found like the perfect moment. Um, it's gonna be brief, but it's it's on the news." So so that's how that worked. Um, and then for the other features that I've had, um, a lot of it I used um, Haro. So it's H A R O, which is help a reporter out. So it's a free database that you can log into. Um, you can sign up. Yep, take that note. So you can sign up and every single day you're going to get three emails um, with tons of different, um, basically, um, what's it called? Basically, reporters are going to post the topics that they need you to respond and basically pitch yourself to get featured. So um, it is a little frustrating because the emails are so long. So you have to kind of go through them and get to that fitness and health section but every day there's something else. So I just shot my shot. I saw a couple of them that I was like, wait, I can answer this one and I can provide my feedback. Um, and it's very simple. You just basically get the editor's name email and you respond with the Harrow um, ticket number that they assign. And that's it. The good thing, the best tip of it all is you have to do it very quickly. So as soon as that email comes out, which is I think at 9 a.m., 12 and 5, PM Eastern time, go for the email. And if you see something that you want to pitch yourself to as a response, then go in and write it right away. So that has been how I got featured on Thrive. That has been how I got featured on Observer also. So it's just keep trying. Like to me, it's like the more I, the more I can just, you know, shoot my shot, I know I'm going to land somewhere. Nice. Yeah. I love this is, uh, we we got to end up if if you're open to it. I I don't actually even know if I can make this decision, but it'd be cool to have you do some type of business training with FDN because this is the stuff that I love. You know what? There's nothing special about this in terms of the fact that it's not like only Victoria can do this. Anyone can do this. It's just doing the work, having some confidence to put oneself out there. Give me an excuse. I mean, if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, you have the exact same technology necessary to do what you have just um, stated you have been doing. So. Uh, to me, it seems like a no-brainer, and I feel like people self-limit themselves when they don't go and do these things. It's, I mean, I, I digress. I just feel bad when people are, are struggling at all, and to me, it's just doing some work that people don't want to do typically, or maybe yeah, they're a little no, afraid to do. Yeah, no, it's very true. And I think when I go back to, so I graduated. I, I got basically, you know, I started my business literally February of 2020. So if there was a worse time, it was then, right? COVID had just started. <laughs> So, I mean, in a way, worst time, best time situation. 
But for me, mindset was huge because when that happened, I immediately thought to myself, I'm like, that's this is a waste. Like no one's going to invest in their health when they are getting furloughed, let go. Like everything is happening with the economy. We are in a, you know, very we were an unfamiliar situation. So, so I think that's what I noticed mindset was so big because I immediately told myself I'm not going to get clients. So for that first month, I got nothing. I literally just like watched things happen. I was like, Oh, here, you know, I said it, I'm not going to get any business. And then I caught myself and I said, wait, what if I look at this opportunity and actually see it for the opposite and think, actually I can really make something great and actually maybe create a lower ticket offer because everyone needs this right now, right? This is the time that everyone's talking about health and wellness. So that's what I did. I, you know, saw that situation and I turned it around. I created a lower ticket offering and and and, and went on from there. And that's when I started, you know, getting the clients, getting the referrals and really started the business. But if I had stayed in that mindset of scarcity and fear, I would have I wouldn't be where I am today because I would always see that as a limitation. So I think maybe, you know, an exercise for everyone is sit with yourself and try to find out what is a limiting belief that I have about about my business and about myself right now and turn it around and see what's the opportunity around that because there's so much opportunity. We just have to be smarter than what our mind's telling us because our mind will always play these little tricks. Nice. I I love this kind of stuff. Um, Anyone that knows me um, in real life, because I actually have a few friends and family members that listen to this. It I love the motivational side and the mindset side. And you just reminded me of this thing by Jim Rohn. For those who don't know, he was a motivational speaker. He's since passed. But he talked about two salespeople, right? They're door-to-door salespeople. And the day starts raining and he was showing the difference in mindset. And the one guy says, oh my God, it's pouring out here. They can't expect you to make sales like this. this is a terrible job, all this kind of stuff, right? And the other salesperson says, this is brilliant. All the other sales guys are going to be at home and everyone else is going to be at home since it's so miserable. This is a great day to make sales. And you know, I get to some people that it can maybe sound a little cheesy, but there's a lot of truth in that. Um, And all they have to do too, is look up, look up how many of the fortune 500 companies started during recessions. You'd be amazed by how many of the biggest companies in the world started at some of the worst times, because guess what? It does shut everyone down a little bit. I fully admit in the beginning, I, that's probably the least motivated I had been in the last eight, nine years since I'd really gotten my life together and on track. It was defeating, you know, and there's, I'm talking about myself right now. There's opportunity to be had when some of the people that are normally hustling the most are on the pity potty, feeling sorry for themselves or or doing whatever. So go out there, get it, make it happen. Um, And it shows a lot of this stuff as a mindset game. Now, um, Victoria, before we head off, we have several minutes left. I want to make sure, because you've obviously worked with quite a few clients at this point. I'd love to just hear any client testimonials that stick out. I always think these are so special. Um, Is there any client in particular that sticks out where you're like, they came to you, maybe they weren't in a great place. They didn't even know what to expect. And it's really just like a heartwarming story now. <laughs> yeah, no, there are a few. I think the ones that really just make me super emotional are the ones that are have been trying to conceive for so long. And it's after, you know, implementing everything, really focusing on their bodies, tuning into their bodies, understanding their bodies that they come back with that news of I'm pregnant. I just love that. It, I have probably I think around 10 clients now that have gone through that experience, which is beautiful. Um, And that just, that just makes me so, so happy. I think I have one other client that really sticks out also. She was young. She was um, 
her mom came to me. Her sister came to me first, then her mom and then her. Uh, she was about 16 and it was during COVID and she was, you know, she had a lot of depression. So she was severely depressed um, with everything that was going on, but also um, just overall her test results were completely off the chart. She had copper toxicity, which was something really, really um, high in her results. So that's something that, you know, I saw through the HTMA test, the mineral test for anyone that doesn't know. And yeah, after implementing the protocols, she, the depression went away. She's fine. She didn't need to go on medication. She's happy and she's thriving and she's now, you know, an 18 year old. And I think that's just beautiful um, to see, you know, a family member talk about their experience, right? It was the sister, then share it with the mom and say, mom, like she doesn't have to go on medication. She can do this naturally. We just need to see what's happening. Um, having that support and then seeing that transformation and see that, you know, she was able to understand that depression is being caused by different elements that are out of balance and toxicity that's in the body. So that's really one that definitely stands out to me, especially for being so young. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh my God. Those, those are always, uh, I love actually both of those categories of the conception ones. Cause I mean, I've never tried to do that, but I can imagine that's an extremely emotionally taxing thing for people. Um, especially the older that they get, you know, they might start thinking, Oh, is this going to be impossible for me to do this? And that that's quite literally life-changing. And then for the younger people, as someone who suffered with mental health issues at a young age, it's amazing to me when we get to help a young person and we are avoiding things that we can't even predict, right? You don't know if that person was going to engage in substance abuse eventually or self-harm and to be able to stop those things is that's, that's pretty powerful. So, um, that's so cool that in such a short time you have like these high level testimonials like that, um, absolute asset to FDN. So this is great to have you there now. Is, where can um, people find you if they wanted to work with you? You can find me. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, go with, with what you Yeah, were no, there's, I was actually thinking there's one story that was actually funny. Um, so she was older. She was 42 and not that that's old, but she did not want a baby. You know, that was not in the plans at all um, at that age, especially. And I remember she reached out to me after about six, seven months of doing her protocol. And all she said was, I guess your program works, period. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, what? I don't know what you were even trying. She goes, I wasn't and I didn't want a kid, but now I'm pregnant. I was like, oh my gosh. So it was definitely a shocker for her, um, for myself also. But it was funny. Now we look back and we laugh about it. But she was just like, it's crazy how you were able to balance my body to be able to conceive, at, you know, at that age that, of course, is seen as high risk. So yeah, so now she has her baby girl and she's beautiful and happy. They're both thriving and it's a very, very cute story. So every time I see her posting her baby girl, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know this. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. Thank you for sharing that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty powerful. We had a doctor come on one time and she wasn't suggesting people try this, but she was saying that the research she had done um, suggested that there were tribes documented still having births at 60 years old. Like the women were giving birth at 60 years old. Like, I mean, tribes that are not yeah. interacting with Western society at all. And I mean, I can't prove that that's true, but what I can prove is that anything that we're doing is clearly not as good as what nature intended at its best, right? Now, there's many accidents that could have happened to that woman before she got to the age of 60 that we prevent with Western, so fair enough. Yes. But assuming that the person lived and was healthy, if our standard's 40, I mean, we know it's at least 50 in the wild then, so I don't right. think 60 is actually that far out. Um, it's hard to comprehend. It challenges a major narrative, but 
Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very true. So, I was actually, I'm Brazilian. Something to think about. So there is, um, there's a Brazilian actress that just announced that she's pregnant at 55. So, so that has been really interesting. Too. Yeah. Really interesting to see. So I'm excited to kind of follow along her pregnancy and, you know, maybe hear what she's done and things like that. But yeah, that was a, definitely a shocker for the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Victoria, where can people find you if they would like to work with you? Yeah, so you can find me at victoria.wellness on Instagram. You can also find me on my website, which is www.omniwellness.com. Awesome. And you might notice already, but we have the signature question on the Health Detective podcast, which we're going to finish up with today. And that signature question is, if I could give you, Victoria, in this case, a magic wand and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's actually get them to do something or get them to stop doing something, what's the one thing you'd get them to do? Oh, that would be sleep earlier. Sleep around 9.30, 10 p.m. That would be my wish for the world. All right, guys, that'll do it for today's episode with Victoria Franca. And remember, if you are either already graduated from FDN and you're listening to this, or if you're going through the course right now and planning to graduate soon, there just might be an advanced training in our professionals group with Victoria, where she is going to share some pretty solid business insights, tips and tricks. I'm from someone who's actually done it, right? Not just theory, not read it in a book, not helped someone else do it, but actually has done it herself. We are very fortunate in our FDN community to have a lot of people that have extraordinarily successful businesses out there. And it's because a lot of them were business people before they were health people. Now, that's not a bad thing either way. It's not bad to be a health person first and a business person second. But as you guys probably know, this probably applies to most of you listening, you might have been a health person first and a business person second. <laughs> totally normal to be that way, but the problem is we figure out all this health stuff, we're super excited about it, and then we go and realize, oh, now I gotta go sell, and I gotta market, and I gotta handle all the business sides of things. That can be tricky, it can be intimidating, and that's why we share these people who actually have the business side first and then the health side second so that you can learn and just kind of use their knowledge more or less and accelerate the learning curve there because we do not want to spend five, 10 years learning all the business stuff. Most of it, well, at least the amount that needs to be learned to do something like FDN successfully and full time. I mean, we're talking about a couple of months tops, you could learn the information that you need. I genuinely believe that possibly even less depending on what field you are coming from and the level of confidence you already have in yourself. So look forward to that. If you guys are considering becoming FDNs yourself, you know where to go. I mention it all the time on the show, fdntraining.com slash try FDN. We'll let you try the course completely for free and you can find that in the show notes too. That is fdntraining.com slash try FDN to try the course completely for free. No credit card is required. But that'll do it for today's episode. I am looking forward to talking to you guys again soon. But until then, take care.